0: Hello, all you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Boy, the ball is back.
1: Dude, what a stupid
0: tagline. <laughs> yeah. It's like a basketball movie.
1: Because, look, when I think of Phantasm, like, after watching that first Phantasm movie, you think of, like, the dwarfs. You think of the tall man. You know what I mean? You yeah. could even think of, like, the ridiculous ice cream man with the skull. Like, you don't <laughs> think of the ball really that much. You know what I mean? Like, that was never, like, their hockey mask or razor Love to me. You know what I mean?
0: No, it showed up and it was cool, but it wasn't, like, the centerpiece, which even this one they hold back on a little bit. The sequels, there's, like, thousands of balls coming at you.
1: So there's, like, the Don Coscarelli special edition of Phantasm 1 where he adds in, like, 50 more CGI balls flying around the halls.
0: George Lucas called him up, being like, "Hey Don, I see that you're starting to dip your feet into CGI. If I could give you a, uh, <laughs> do, do, do you want a wampa in the background?"
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'd actually take the supercut of Phantasm. That would be pretty cool.
0: Oh, anytime I get to shoehorn my George Lucas impression in, I'm happy.
1: <laughs> I believe I I line you up for it sometimes because I like it. Don't worry.
0: I'm I am i am not going to say anything about the you using the Jawas if you just put a couple do-backs in the background, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, so I'm glad in this movie they finally just give them a name, even if it's simple the dwarfs. I'm like, okay, right. I'll take it. You know, I don't have to call them Jawas this whole episode.
0: This one at least also moves away from the jaw look of the very first Phantasm. It was very low budget and they couldn't afford really to like do faces for them. So it's just like the little people in the cloak with a blacked out face, like you can't see their face at all. And it yeah, looks like Exactly. They have the glowing eyes if they sneeze, basically, it looks like. At least this one you get to see their like fucked up faces.
1: Oh yeah, and one really good scene, which we'll get to. Oh yeah, but this is Phantasm Two from 1988 with an Edward Trifecta from Don Coscarelli.
0: Hell yeah, and fucking hail Don Coscarelli! I love this man. I don't know, and I've actually, and I have his autobiography, True Indie which I highly recommend if you're a Phantasm fan or just a fan of Don Coscarelli's work. And I've gotten some cool insights the last time I read it, which was honestly a couple years ago, but I remember, um, about this movie and, like, little behind-the-scenes things I hope to sprinkle in throughout the episode.
1: Phantasm 2 is kind of like the lost Phantasm 2, you know? (laughs) 2 as well, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's the one of, like, Shudder will have, like, Phantasm 1 three, four, and five. Like, two people yeah. have one, three, four, and five. Two, it's like, it's the red-headed stepchild of just like, eh, it's technically part of the family, but it's like the um, Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors where there's the other brother that they stick in the attic.
1: Well, it's weird because I I picked up that Blu-ray box set like of all the phantasms, and I was surprised to see two made it in because I knew there was... yeah. Something with like a different company or something like that, so I was happy it was complete, but didn't expect it to be, honestly.
0: Phantasm two is a double edged sword. Of if we didn't get Phantasm Two and like all of the hype came back around it and it like people started to love the series again and remember it, we definitely wouldn't have gotten three, four, and five, which I love three and four so much. Yeah. But Phantasm two feels the less the least Phantasm out of the movies. It's less um whimsical and dreamlike. It makes more sense. Like I like the whimsical dream, like, okay, Reggie just died two seconds ago, now he's back in the CUDA. Okay.
1: Yeah, and like we'll get into the ending and the whimsicalness and everything. But this is the action sequel. That's what this is. Like, no yeah. joke.
0: Well, this was made because um all the big slashers were doing awesome. Jason was doing great. Um, Michael was back at this point you know that Freddy whatever is doing things and very mainstream which this movie tries to lean into the nightmare stuff a little bit more it seems to get like oh that's popular let's try this and I think it's another reason this is more towards the bottom of my list for Phantasm.
1: Well, my thing, even as a guy who likes the Nightmare movies, is let Nightmare be Nightmare. Because it always seems cheap when someone else tries to... You can tell when they're trying to be Nightmare. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: And I don't like most of the actual Nightmare movies. So I don't think I'm going to like The Ripple. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And this... I don't know. We get this weird mic in this one, and look, yeah. it's not you can go back and listen. I'm not huge on the first Phantasm movie. I don't hate it. I'm so so on it. It's whatever. This and on I like, because this is kinda where they become more what they'll be. But yeah. two is still a little like you were saying, the weird one.
0: Well this is that's also studio meddling, where they didn't want to cast the original Mike because he wasn't like film pretty enough you know he wasn't the pretty boy so they cast this new guy and basically it came down to don coscarelli being like either i scrap the entire movie because i won't cast this one actor or we just do it and fucking deal with it and hopefully we'll make more and luckily they did and they brought him back
1: because it was long enough from that first phantasm movie i'm sure mike would have actually been the age of this guy you know what i mean
0: Oh, yeah, they could have easily done that. They also... Um, fuck, who was Mike's brother who was all throughout the first one? And this Jody. one, he's... Jody's, like, completely written out. Like, they show a picture of him, and they, like, mention him once or twice, but he doesn't show up like he does for, like, all of the other ones.
1: Yeah, also, because at this point, Jody's dead, like, in no, his mind it's and everything. in the
0: other movies, too.
1: Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. no... Dimensional crossover and everything Damn. like this.
0: I love and like and spoilers for the later phantasms, but I love where Jody is like one of the good balls. So he's like, there's the good guy ball that's pounding around with them and helping them out.
1: <laughs> this, this series is ridiculous. Well,
0: and I adore it. I love. That's why I love it so much. It's so batshit.
1: You know what? And we'll get there when we get there. I won't even reveal it to you yet. There's one scene in this movie that lasts for approximately five seconds.
0: Okay.
1: That almost knocks this thing down like four rating points for me. <laughs> really? <And I laughs> fucking hate it so bad. And we will get there, and I can't wait Good. to get there. This is all I've been thinking about today. Is this stupid oh. fucking scene?
0: <laughs> I can't wait. So let's get going, man. I want to know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> all right. Kicks off right away. Phantasm two title card. Nothing else. And we're introduced to Elizabeth. Wakes up. And she's having visions and dreams about Mike and Reggie. And she's doing the writing in a journal or trying to talk to Mike to get her exposition. Like, I see you, Mike. I've never met you, but I've known you forever. I see you and Reggie and all this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, they have like a link kind of thing going on. Um, She, yeah, she dreams about him and it's flipping through her notebook. And at one point, it's just a drawing of Mike with hearts all around it. And like, I love you. <laughs> Yeah, and she seems very
1: old for this. Yeah. But we get an extended cut of the ending of the first movie right here.
0: Right, yeah. It starts out right where the last one ended. Um, Which actually, this is, I'm pretty sure, brand new footage that they used, uh, that they shot um, for this. That's why, if you notice, there's young Mike being carried away by the Jawas, but You don't see his face. They do almost like a stunt double thing and whatnot.
1: 100%. And they try to, like, make Reggie younger again and then make him older in the rest of the movie, like, to separate it and everything.
0: Yeah. But until, like, Phantasm V, where Reggie's, like, really old, he looks basically the same throughout all these movies. Yeah,
1: because he looked 40 in the first movie. So, yeah.
0: Rocking the greatest hairstyle in the world, the skullet. It's you're bald on top, but you're still partying, so it's long down the
1: back. I gotta say, I like this Reggie so much more than Phantasm One Reggie. I hate oh, Phantasm yeah. One Reggie, the stupid ice cream man playing guitar. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you! I don't know why, but I like him in this one.
0: It's so funny how the guitar playing ice cream man from the first one becomes like the Ash Williams of this series.
1: Yeah, but Reggie sees the tall man taking Mike from the ending from the first one, carrying him out. He goes and grabs the gun, but can't find ammo everywhere. He's looking for it. He's attacked by some of the dwarves. He fends off the first one, but then turns around, and he's just surrounded by him. There's like 50 of them in the kitchen.
0: Which is hilarious, where he turns around, and yeah, he's just surrounded by them. They're up on the countertop. They're creeping towards him. It's like, oh, shit. It also, like, makes you laugh a little bit. This is where Reggie puts out the little flame on the, um stove and cranks the gas and the entire time like the jaw was looking at him like like he keeps making all
1: these noises they're like a tiny dog who's ready to attack him if he moves too fast when he's like messing with the stove and everything
0: like those tiny little white dogs old women have that are like
1: yeah But he runs and he crawls up the laundry chute and he sees the tall man hides behind the corner while the tall man walks past. And then one of the dwarfs is carrying Mike and he smacks it with a bat and <laughs> takes Mike and jumps out the window carrying him right as the house explodes.
0: Well, this is uh, real quick. I love the... Um opening shot of when the tall man arrives in his hearse and he just like gets the casket out and opens the opens it up like to get ready just in case if he gets them this time but like you said they jump out the window which is a great jumping out the window scene i don't know if like it's hard to explain but it's just that real quick shot of two stuntmen jumping out the window i love it um and then, yeah, the house explodes, which is... This is an extremely interesting scene because in the book he documents about how they had to do this. So, this was an actual house explosion, which of course is going to cost a lot of money to do. So, he's like, we need to get the most out of this that we can. So, they actually filmed three different scenes at the exact same time when this house explodes. Of You get it from... Um, Reggie and Mike's point of view you get it from the tall man's point of view and then later you get it where Reggie and Mike are driving up on the house from a different angle
1: yes you do because I knew they exploded a house I didn't think they exploded multiple houses for this movie no
0: they only exploded one house and they had to do three different scenes at the exact same time while it explodes they were like it's the most insane thing we've ever tried to do and we can't believe it worked
1: Everyone has to be perfect.
0: Yeah, that's what they were said. And when like they watch, they watch the footage back, and like Don Coscarelli's like shaking out of his like boots, basically of like, oh, if this fucks up, we're so fucked.
1: (laughs) But we cut years later. Mike is waking up in the psych clinic, and he's hearing Liz talk to him again.
0: Oh, we got a Liz.
1: We did get a Liz, and he apparently all he has to do to get out because she's like. Time's coming. My, the time of my grandfather's death is soon, which is when I have the visions. Apparently, he could have got out of this place so long ago if he just faked. Yes, I'm perfectly fine now. Oh, sounds good to me. And they let him go. Yeah, I love that
0: scene so much where they're like, "Okay," and they basically like do the cartoonish stamp on his like documents, like cured.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's all he had to do. You could have did that earlier
0: exactly they're like well no now's the time if i didn't do it at this exact moment the timeline and the dimensions would be fucked up mike's walking out of the office and because he's the, the doctor's like now you know they're all delusions and he's like the fuck they are and it's like you couldn't <laughs> wait to it was like what was that son no grab him he's not ready we, <laughs> you almost got us didn't you
1: they just inject them right there and throw them back in
0: god damn it
1: That night, he's at the graveyard digging up all these tombs, and Reggie's like, figured I'd find you here. And Mike's like, look, they're all empty! And, of course, because Tall Man's doing his shit, all the graves are empty, there's no bodies in them.
0: Yeah, Mike, and it's so funny that Mike just ran right to the graveyard to start digging up graves. Because he's like, this is the third one I've dug up, there's no one in it. He didn't go to Reggie first. To be like, hey, Reggie, like, my only family technically I have left. No, Reggie had to find him, so Reggie got word, hey, Mike got released. And headed right to the graveyard.
1: (laughs) He knew where he was going. Reggie's still convinced none of it was real. He's like, look, none of that happened, all these delusions you had. And Mike's like, the tall man will kill the girl if we don't help. And, okay, let's get you home, get you some hot food. They're on the way back, and Mike's like, wait, stop, that- they're all going to die. People are in Reggie's house, it explodes, and the three people inside die.
0: Yeah, Reggie's family dies, which it's um played with a little bit more in later movies. I believe at one point you see a picture of them, but he had, like, a wife and, like, two kids.
1: Yeah, which he takes extremely well. Yeah, he's upset, but he seems well, pretty okay with it.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's silly, because it's like, the house explodes, this is that same explosion from the first one, just from a different angle. Think about that. And uh, it's like basically uh, pretty soon it cuts to where it's the funeral for all of them. And Reggie's sitting there in his black suit, and Mike shows up. And Reggie has his sunglasses on, and he's basically like, okay, let's get to work. (laughs)
1: Like, I've buried my family.
0: I've buried my family. I'm ready to go out there and get some strange.
1: Uh, so they're just going out to kill the tall man. They break into a store for supplies and weapons, and I actually like this scene of them just shopping around in this dark store. And Reggie breaks into the register and leaves some cash. Look, I don't know how much cash he looks by the what I can tell, it look to be about three hundred bucks. That wasn't enough for what they took.
0: Well, it was a giant wad of money he throws in there. Which two
1: he put things... three bills down. He put three bills down. So at best, it's three hundred dollars.
0: Well, this is also the '80s, so who knows? That could have been.
1: They took um, multiple shopping carts worth of supplies out of here.
0: I love the little detail. If they put the flashlights on the front of the shopping cart, so it looks like headlights. They make the quad-barrel shotgun.
1: Where yes, they two, do. Four,
0: it's two double-barrel shotguns welded together, basically. And then, like you said, they, uh, go real quick to, it looks like Reggie's gonna rob the store, and then he leaves money and pays for what he takes. So it immediately puts, like, oh, it's, these are good guys.
1: Yeah, it lets you know, hey, don't hate them. Okay.
0: Real I'm quick, gonna on. be this
1: guy for a second. Yeah. The quad barrel shotgun. I know what they're doing. They're trying to one-up Evil Dead, because they yeah. all have this little fun-pissing match with each other all the time, between, like, Craven, Raimi, Coscarelli, and a few others. Yeah. So... But the quad barrel shotgun, they welded the sides of two shotguns together. I'm just saying, I don't feel like the integrity of that barrel is good anymore. (laughs) And if you went to fire, it would explode in your hand and at least blow your arm off.
0: Also, if you have a double barrel shotgun, you're not supposed to pull both triggers at the same time because it'll like dislocate your shoulder. Imagine four now,
1: (laughs) He never even puts up to his road. He's just always free it out there. That's not kicking back like crazy.
0: Also, they're driving around in a Hemi Cuda, which is an yes, extreme muscle car. It's not street legal. Could guess are they how not? many? No, they're not at all. They're so technically a racing, like a drag race car. They're not supposed to be on the road. Ah. Guess how many miles a gallon this thing gets?
1: It's going to be like four, six. I was close, holy shit. Yeah, That's what they go drive across the country in.
0: So, yeah, what kind of nest egg do these two have? That they have enough money to fill up four times a day, throw money at a... You can't even just steal the stuff. You have to leave money to, like, oh, we paid for it, you were just closed. Like... Is, is Reggie sitting on some kind of huge life insurance thing from all of his family dying? I
1: was I was going to say, he just cashed out three life insurance checks. He's good.
0: He's like, oh, well, I mean, honestly, those kids would never pick up their toys. I get to ride around in a Hemikudo with my boy best friend? Okay. <laughs> my young ward?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a little weird. But they leave and they make it to the first town. They're like... You could see the towns where he'd been. They all look the same. Small towns die all the time, so no one looks into it. I'm pretty sure people would look into an entire entire town just dead instantly. It literally looks like an old west ghost town. There might as well be a tumbleweed blowing down the road.
0: That happens over time. Not like, oh, overnight, this entire town boarded up. I guess everyone left at the exact same time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they get out and gear up at the cemetery. So, okay, let's say gear up. Reggie grabs his quad-barrel shotgun. Mike, for some reason, is constantly wearing a welder's mask. Is his idea of protection from the tall man.
0: He, because he has, like, a flamethrower thing that he made. But, like, okay, a welder's mask, like, because I took welding classes at one point when I was bored. And you have to wear that because it's extremely bright. Like, think about when you looked into the lens of my projector, how bright that was. It's that bright, even more. So it makes sense of like, okay, and you're also stationary. You're right over the piece of metal you're going to weld. You're not walking around like the graveyard outside. It's nighttime. He cannot see a single thing.
1: No, no way he can see shit.
0: It looks cool. Just like the quad barrel shotgun looks cool. Just like chainsaw fights look cool. But they're not like real. (laughs) No.
1: Mike is in the morgue at this place and he turns around and he sees this body like on the table still. So people obviously up and left really quick. The still body. He turns around again, turns back, and the body has disappeared.
0: Yes, it is a uh, lady with sad boobs because she's dead. Yes, uh,
1: kind of. We'll see. Uh, he goes to find Reggie and Reggie has found someone under a sheet And it's someone who looks almost just like Liz tied up under this sheet with, like, a dwarf tall man thing growing out of her back?
0: This is is the nightmare
1: thing you were talking about, right?
0: Yeah, and this later will, because there's a couple points I wanted to make. The number one point is they didn't use the original mic. That dropped it down a little bit of a rating scale. This scene also drops it down more of a rating scale, because this does not feel like Phantasm. This feels like Nightmare on Elm Street, and they're trying to be it. It basically might as well be Freddy coming out of her back. Had, had the Freddy snake thing happened by this time, like, in Nightmare 3 by 88? um, Because it looks just like that from Part 3.
1: Um, Yeah, it would have happened by now. Uh, Dream Warriors Even, came out, yeah. It-
0: It's supposed to be the tall man, but he even looks burnt and whatnot. It's like, stop it. Bad.
1: And, like, also, like, they kind of turn Reggie into an ash. Like, they're kind of, I'm not gonna lie, I don't mean to insult your boy, but I feel like he's ripping a lot off, and not even, like, in the loving homage ways in some of them. Some of them just kind of like, yeah, we're just gonna rip this off.
0: This one is the most egregious of any of his movies. Of the other ones, there's tiny little things, but it's such an original story that you don't even, like, it's almost how, you know, movies today will do little homages. And you're like, oh, I can kind of see that. This one is straight up, like, this is Freddy from Wish.com.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was getting at. But
0: But, yeah, it's the scene of they find her, and there's the weird tall man snake thing in her back and it's like head east if you dare boy and then they burn her
1: yep they light her up and roast her and they torture and they take off and we cut back to liz at her grandfather's funeral oh no the moment she kept seeing in our visions is finally happening we never saw her vision so we don't exactly know what's going on
0: Exactly. And also, like, I feel bad for grandma in this because she's like, I buried both of my children. I buried my grandsons. Like, I've had to bear. Bu- now I'm burying my husband. I, everyone dies around me. Why can't the Grim Reaper come for me?
1: Yeah, I do. It is kind of sad. But yeah. Liz's sister leaves early, and it's just Liz and her grandmother there now. And. Liz sits out in the hallway for a little bit to give her grandma some time, and she sees one of the dwarfs in the, the hallway. She calls out to Mike, like, psychically or whatever.
0: Yeah, and this is where she starts, like, and then she digs her um fingernails into her palm, and she's like, I'm not dreaming. And that's another thing he keeps playing with is about her dreams and stuff, another way they're trying to be Nightmare.
1: Oh, they, then they start trying to add, like, Carrie into it, too, like, with their whole yeah. psychic everything. Okay, but... <laughs> The grandmother leaves the funeral. She walks out. And this panicked priest is, like, drinking from a flask. He's, like, sweating and something's <laughs> bothering him. He goes, forgive me, Lord, for what I must do. It must be stopped or something like that. And then he stabs the grandfather corpse's heart right as the grandmother walks back and it sees it she faints.
0: <laughs> She's like, oh! And, yeah, she, like, <laughs> falls into the pew and, like, <laughs> collapses. He also stabs the grandfather with like a Game of Thrones looking sword.
1: Yes, yeah, like, there can be only one. Like pulling the sword out and everything. But <laughs> out in the hallway, Liz finds this dirty coffin that looks like it was exhumed like, from the ground. But then the tall man shows up. Is like graveside services are about to begin, and she just runs away. He
0: just, like grabs her arm. And it's like services are ready to begin, boy. I mean, girl. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the priest is at home that night, and he's drinking and terrified, and something scares him, he looks outside, and the fucking grandpa corpse is at the door.
0: Well, it's funny, because he's, like, super terrified, and he hears, like, a tiny rattle. And he goes and checks, he's like, huh, must, must just be the wind. And he goes and sets back down and does, like, three more shots, basically. And, like, he hears the noise, but louder. But now he's indignant. He's like, ah, that goddamn wind. And he has, like, whiskey, like, strength now. And he, like, opens up the tiny peephole. And, yeah, he sees the grandpa's there. he's like, whoa!
1: And then back at Liz and her grandmother's house, the grandma wakes up in the middle of the night, turns over, and Grandpa Corpse is there!
0: Yeah, like, where's my cake?
1: <laughs> <Belinda>! <laughs> but mike's sleeping in the car and he has this dream about the corpse girl as a hitchhiker on the side of the road the body he saw at the last place they stopped then he wakes up and she's sitting in the car with them he's yeah reggie picked her up her name's alchemy but you can call me kemi for short. for short what a stupid fucking name
0: Oh, no, I think it's kind of cool. I could see, like, a cool goth girl being, like, named Alchemy or something.
1: I could see that, but not as your given name. And it obviously is if you can call me Kemi.
0: Exactly. It would be, like, my, like, online name sometimes is Gwarth. And it's a cool online name, but if that was my actual name, that'd be kind of weird.
1: Yeah, then it would be a dumb name. Yeah. He seems like fairly not that phased by it but him and reggie are (laughs) taking a piss on the side of the road and he's like hey i think you know where we're going i'm having all these visions it's not going to be safe for her they are pissing so close to each other it's uncomfortable i can see like being a few feet apart whatever they're basically touching toes this is
0: uh, this is what i wanted to say is mike is like hey reggie uh i need to go to the bathroom real quick will you pull over and at no point, there's not the scene of Reggie going, yeah, me too. It's just him. Then it cuts to Mike and Reggie walking together into the woods after Mike's like, I need to go take a piss. It's like they're so, like, self-dependent like dependent kind of thing of, like, one can't go without the other one. It's like Jane's on a bob. They, like, get confused if they get separated. It's like, okay, I guess I have to... Do you need help shaking there?
1: Like... <laughs> You know, we've been on enough road trips, though. So you know, if you stop whether you have to or not, you piss. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, that's true. But half
0: the time, if anyone's even in the restroom with me, I'm like, I have to wait until they leave or I can't piss. Yeah, true. But also during this piss session, we get the Mike is like, Reggie, I think you're thinking with your wrong head there because Reggie's like, no, we should bring her along. And then Reggie starts going into like, you know, it can get lonely on the road and, yeah, my wife died. I've, my nuts hurt. Like I need to come. Please. Unless you're well, going to help me, let me come with her.
1: Poor Reggie never gets any throughout this entire well, franchise.
0: He does in this movie.
1: No, he doesn't. Yes, he, does he does it though.
0: Yes, he does when? it with his clothes on.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. No, he doesn't. Okay. When we
0: get there, I will break down how I know he got laid in that, and it's not them just dry-humping.
1: Okay, I look forward to this. (laughs) (laughs) So the next day, Liz wakes up and can't find her grandma anywhere, and she picks up this yellow dripping needle thing he has, and has, like, the mustard blood and stuff on it.
0: Yeah, this is earlier when the tall man, um... Like, grabbed her shoulder and was like, the service is about to begin, basically. Uh, She stabbed him with, like, this little pin thing. Because he, like, licks his, like, yellow blood and is, like, all happy about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's, I don't know what it is, maybe it is mustard and that's why he's licking it.
0: He's an extreme fan of hot dogs. Yeah, that's, true. His, his, it, that's not, like, any, like, supernatural thing. That's cholesterol. Like, yeah. <laughs> his doctor's like, you need to lay off the hot dogs, tall man. I know you're an inter- interdimensional being, but calories and carbohydrates follow you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the tall man's like, if you want her, come tonight. Reggie, Mike, and Cammy at this point all get to... This abandoned town. It's where Kemi has an uncle who lives there, and it's also just happens to be where Liz is going too. Liz goes to the grave and hears, "I've got them both."
0: Yeah, there's um, that is, they do at least play with a lot of the phantasm stuff like that, where it'll just be the tall man, a tall man's voice appears out of nowhere and will talk to them, kind of thing,
1: which continues. Yeah. But our main crew is at. Cammy's uncle's bed and breakfast, which she is not there because the whole town's gone, and it's all boarded up.
0: Yeah, they pull up to the house, and it's all boarded up, and she's like, how can this be? It's like, the entire town is deserted and boarded up. Why would this be any different?
1: Exactly, but... I like them setting their booby traps and everything, like the grenade in the cup and with the string tied to the door and everything, and the shotgun pointed there and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, the
0: shotgun door. Yeah, it's pretty. Also, of course, the grenade is sitting in half a Budweiser can.
1: Yes. And they leave Kemi there for the night as they're going to go check out the graveyard and everything. Liz is sneaking around and watching this mortician work on a corpse like taking the blood out and putting like the embalming fluid in and everything like that. And we see this guy in a gas mask, the gravers bring in another dirty coffin. So tall man still has work to do here,
0: which if I remember right, they kind of the gravers show up. I believe it's been a minute since I watched the entire franchise. But I believe they show up most in this movie. The other ones, if they show up at all, it's very little, if I remember right. And it's like, because they're trying to make a cool-looking, like, villain of, oh, they got a gas mask on. Why?
1: It's fucking Harry Warden for My Bloody Valentine.
0: Yeah, it's like, why do they, why can't they just be a bunch of the morticians in the suits? That would be more yeah. terrifying than, like... Who are, why do they have gas masks on? Why are these different from the Jawas? Like, what's the hierarchy of the tall man people? Do you like uh, get promoted to a gas mask?
1: Like, <laughs> I like to think the Gravers are a couple of the other guys stacked on each other's shoulders, like trying to sneak <laughs> into a rated R movie as children.
0: Or what's that old Snickers commercial where it's the two kids on their shoulders? And it's like, oh, Mrs. Wilson, you don't have any Snickers, and it's the creepiest Snickers commercial ever. But it's awesome. <laughs> yes.
1: But this priest inside, like the funeral home, finds this tiny coffin. Like, it looks like it's for the size of a, I don't know, like a bearded dragon. Like that's yeah this small.
0: Well, it's not even like yeah, it's not even like. Child coffin or baby coffin? It's like tiny animal coffin, almost. Yeah, it's like super little.
1: Yeah, and then the tall man shows up and starts like torturing oh. this man. He's like, you think when you die you go to heaven? No, you come to me. And he starts like telekinetically hanging him with his own crucifix necklace and everything. Which but then oh my god, can
0: we pause real quick and talk about that, because that's such a fucking awesome visual, and there's a really cool shot scene, because like the entire, it's a priest, and what do religious people love? They love their rosaries with their cross on it, and it's literally the tall man turns the cross upside down, and hangs you with the thing you pray on all day long that's fucking badass that's like death metal's playing in the background
1: <laughs> <laughs> this should be as like dun dun playing behind Angus Scrim every time he walks on.
0: A Norwegian church is burning somewhere.
1: <laughs> but he lets him go. He drops and they starts running away and then we find out what the tiny coffin is because the side of it opens up and the ball is back. The spheres shoot out after him.
0: Which this is the first uh, we've seen of any of the spheres so far in this movie. Of You think of Phantasm, you think of those spheres, definitely. And it's like I don't know how long into the movie it's like over half an hour, definitely. And they just show up. But did you notice they have more of a budget this time? This time, so they don't have one; they have three.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. Also, the tall man doesn't do his tricks where he turns into the lady in lavender in this movie.
0: No, he doesn't do. No, he doesn't at all. He doesn't try to seduce Ben in the graveyard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the last one, like Jody. I think you put it as you know, Jody has the tall man's panties in his mouth.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Tall man isn't horny in this movie. He
0: doesn't need to get laid at all. He does turn into Lady and, La- Lady and Lavender again in the later movies.
1: So yes, he does. The priest finds Liz and tells her her grandmother's gone, but right then the sphere comes. Foo! around the corner and chops off his ear turns around comes back and then does the typical head drill to him with all the blood spurt and everything
0: which is awesome and i talked about this in the first phantasm but i'll say it again if you haven't uh, listened to that one it's a really cool scene because the ball is like it's a mirror you can see what's on the other side of the ball so you cannot just set up a camera and film this you have to no. do some kind of cool trick. This one, you can catch it a little bit more than you can in the other ones. Of uh, They drew a hole in the wall, and they film through the hole in the wall, so it's not a huge camera showing. This time, you can actually see the hole in the wall a couple different times.
1: Yeah, I was looking for it this time after you told me that. Yeah.
0: But still a cool get around of how do you film in a mirror and not show the camera?
1: Yeah, exactly. Just like anything super shiny like that on set. Yeah, but the tall man finds Liz and chokes and throws her against the wall, and then the special dwarf comes out, and it's her grandma has now been shrunken down into a dwarf (laughs) and it chases her away. Grandma! (laughs) She hides around the corner. She's being chased and grabs a vase and (laughs) what? I laughed so hard I (laughs) rewound it as. Comes around the corner and is whapped take taken off its feet by her swinging this vase at it.
0: Yeah, tiny grandma gets taken out.
1: <laughs> and she runs outside and falls into a dug up grave with Mike. Instantly, kiss. Reggie's like, "Who's who's this?" Mike's like, "It's Liz." And they're kissing right away and everything.
0: Mike, for no reason, does a jump scare with her where he's wearing one of the gas masks that the Gravers is wearing, and then he just takes it off. It's like, no, it's okay. It's me. It's like, okay, I get the jump scare part of it, but why is Mike wearing that mask?
1: He's a goofy motherfucker, this Mike. I I hate him.
0: Yeah. I like old Mike.
1: I do, too. Now they're all back at the house. Uh, Kemi, Liz, Reggie, and Mike, they're all by the fire explaining everything. And then they all kind of pair off. So Reggie and Kemi go upstairs to Bang. We'll get there in a second. And Liz and Mike also go to another room. Here's my scene, Brett, that I was talking about earlier in the episode. They're laying in bed together, and Liz is, like, saying some bullshit, like, I'm really worried, but I'm glad I found you or something. But her lips aren't moving. They're talking telepathically. And Mike thinks, and we hear this as the audience, but it's just them sitting there. Wait, I can hear you, but your lips aren't moving. And she's like, we're talking through our link or whatever, silly. And then he smiles, like... He does this stupid, like, I can't, I, it's not I can't even drop in a soundbite because it's just visual. He does this stupid, like, full face smile, like, shakes his head, like, like, trying to, like, mime like he's Charlie Chaplin in a silent film, like, oh, wow, what? this is so cool. And, and I fucking hate it. It literally dropped, like, fuck this movie when this scene came on. I hated it so bad. It's the worst thing in here.
0: Oh, wow, this is so cool!
1: (laughs) It's the worst. It was legit. So annoying.
0: We get it that you're talking through your minds because we see your lips not moving. You don't have to explain, wait a minute, your lips aren't moving. Yes, silly, it's called uh, talking telepathically. The... Webster's definition dictionary definition of that is
1: <laughs> it was just the overacting on his yeah. face and shaking his head and everything I'm like this, this is his fucking trash right here. The rest of the movie is cool, but fucking yeah. scene. But OK, go on to your Reggie theory now, because that's going on in the other room.
0: Because Reggie throughout this entire series is famous for almost getting laid. And then the tall man basically will show up and like make it where he doesn't get laid. This one, he one hundred percent is, and I'll tell you why. Uh, she is. I'm on not buying top it
1: of, yet. I'm gonna she, let you turn me around on this.
0: She's on top of Reggie. She still has her yes. panties on, but she's topless. Reggie's fully clothed, but she's going to town. She's on top of him, writhing all around, having an amazing time. Then some commo- uh, the grenade goes off, so one of the windows has been opened. Um, so Reggie has to get up in a hurry real quick, but he can't just jump up. He kind of puts her off of him, fiddles around with his pants for a second, and then he jumps up, fiddles around with them more, is buckling them up and, like, zipping them up, and then he goes. So he just pulled it through his, like, he, like, unzipped, just pulled it through the pants, and just did that, because, I don't know, maybe he's, like, in a hurry... He doesn't, like, he's self-conscious about the way his body looks, maybe. Who knows? But Reggie was doing clothes sex.
1: I'm still thinking Reggie didn't get any.
0: No, oh, he 100% did. He just pulled the underwear to the side a little bit, pulled it out of his stuff, flipped it in real quick, because if it had just been some weird dry hump scene, he would have just jumped up and been ready. His pants were undone.
1: Maybe. If I ever do a rewatch, I will let you know my verdict on it. I think this is the
0: one time Reggie got laid in the Phantasm series, other than with his wife that we did not see happen.
1: (laughs) Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Reggie from Phantasm got laid. i just just picturing like an old-timey, like, extra, extra, (laughs) we have news thing.
0: And yes, this is the part that I've probably spent the most part, the most time on, but I knew you were going to bring this up if he didn't get laid. Yes, he did.
1: My notes literally say R- Reggie is getting manhandled while he is fully clothed.
0: <laughs> well, um, what was it in Arrested Development? The never nude, where yeah, the, um, one brother will never be naked. He always has at least the
1: jeans uh, on. Yes. Maybe
0: Reggie's like that.
1: Maybe, but he goes downstairs. There's nothing in there, but there's a big hole in the wall. So someone was trying to get in. They hear commotion from upstairs now, and the tall man gets Liz through a window. Throws her in the back of the hearse and drives off.
0: Well, it's funny because there's like a splat on the wall, and they're like, "Maybe they had a cat or a dog or something." I can't exactly tell. And Mike's like, "God damn it, Reggie!"
1: <laughs> they grab their weapons and they're in pursuit. Kemi is once again staying there.
0: Reggie tells Kemi, "Get out of here! Like, go a hundred miles east." And she's like, "How will I ever find you again? I want to." fuck with our clothes on again that was amazing the zipper <laughs> felt great on my lower half like <laughs> he's like i'll find you somehow
1: Yeah, she stays there for now because she's gonna leave and they take off after him. and here's where we get the car chase because they're pursuing him in the hemi he's in the hearse and you know it's the classic like hitting into each other and everything i'm i don't know how to describe a car chase that you know
0: They're bumping and grinding. And finally, like, cause Mike's driving and Reggie's in the passenger seat. And Mike's finally like, use your giant gun that you made. And Reggie's like, Oh yeah. And as soon as he brings it up into the tall man's face, uh, the tall man like, um, bumps them and they hit basically like a rock kind of thing and flip the Hemi Cuda, which was, and for any of you car guys out there or car people, Um, this will probably hurt a lot, they used a real Hemi-Cuda to do this scene and destroyed a a real Cuda, which I know nothing about cars. Even I know that's a rare car.
1: Eh, it needs to be there, though, for accuracy.
0: But no, they could have easily, like, put a body double on a piece of shit Oldsmobile and no one would have (laughs) known.
1: No, you gotta have the real thing here. Authenticity, that's what we're after.
0: I love that ride around when Joe Bob a couple years ago uh, showed all the Phantasm movies. So they showed the first one, and then for the second movie, they went to three. And Darcy the Mare Girl's like, What about Phantasm 2? And Joe Bob's like, I don't uh, recognize that movie because they destroyed a Hemikudan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, back at the morgue, Liz is tied to a stretcher and being pushed to the crematorium by one of the morticians. Mike and Reggie break into the funeral home and
0: real quick, I'm sorry, but there's the real quick scene of the Hemikudas flipped over. Reggie's trapped and um, Mike basically has to go and help to save him and like cut him out. And then in just the nick of time they escape and the Hemikuda explodes
1: Of course. After that, after the harrowing escape from the exploding car, Mike and Reggie break into the funeral home, and they find, and how they know that this is what this is is beyond me, but they find the keyhole to his world, but they need a sphere because that's one of the keys. I have no idea how you would just instantly come to this conclusion, but it's right, but okay. Okay.
0: It, the, it is like a keyhole that looks like one of those spheres would stick into it. Because Mike looks at Reggie and goes like, what's that look like? He's like, well, it's round and it has those two slits right there. It looks like one of those spheres. Mike's like, yeah, all we have to do is catch one of those and we get in here. And my, and Reggie's like, yeah, all we have to do is catch one of the spheres.
1: <laughs> Counterpoint, though. I don't think Reggie's ever seen a sphere.
0: Well, and this version of Reggie he is not, because every time he sees one of like the tall man's like he sees the tall man, he sees the jaw was he sees the balls, like he's shocked because this is this version of Reggie's first time seeing any of this. So far he's That's just true. going off of Mike's hunch and like believing Mike that this is going on.
1: True. Now they're gonna need to catch a sphere. Our weird mortician guy we were talking about earlier is about to put Liz into the incinerator, and she rolls off the little belt thing at the last second and puts the other guy on and just sends him in. It's a little roly system. It looks fun.
0: <laughs> well, this is where also the more that mortician beforehand, like you no, know, she's tied up and she's watching him do all the things. Uh, he gets the ashes out of one of the cre- crematories, cremators, and Incinerators Incinerators, and sifts the ashes into a bag and the name on the bag is (laughs) Sam Raimi.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Poor Sam.
0: I just love these little like jabs back and forth that these directors do like playfully and like in good humor kind of thing. And it all started with The Hills Have Eyes and Jaws. If you rewatch The Hills Have Eyes, that is not a Jaws poster. It's a poster of just a shark.
1: Really? That's how it all started?
0: Yeah, it's not even a Jaws poster. It's a great white shark, yes, but it's just like one of the National Geographic posters.
1: That's awesome.
0: (laughs) If that's how it started.
1: But, uh, yeah, she puts the other guy in, but then the Sphere comes, and Mike saves her from the Sphere, and remember, there's two morticians, and the other one attacks and is going after them, but the Sphere's coming, and right when he's at the door, and accidentally goes into his hand, and like, Basically, pierces his hand to the door.
0: Uh, do you, I think two of those morticians are twins? Because they look exactly. I think they the are. Thing. Yeah. Which anytime you have twins in a horror movie, I'm just like, yay! <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it always adds a little extra something. Yeah, really. How does he lose his hand, Britt?
0: Oh well, because um, the sphere uh, locks into his hand and is like drilling it, and another one is coming at him. So he takes his uh, hatchet and cuts his hand off at the last minute and runs away.
1: Dude, I don't know how sharp that thing is, but to one swing take your own hand off is pretty impressive. What was it, James Franco in that 100 however many hours took him forever to go through his arm?
0: Why do you think I have the hatchet on my desk at all times, in case one of the spheres comes and I have to escape?
1: That's fair. Reggie's in the basement during all this commotion, and a graver attacks him, and... (laughs) He's going after, and they're fighting. Reggie grabs his big fucking drill and drills into his armpit.
0: Yeah, let's buzz.
1: <laughs> so basically, there's two things going on at once here. This fear is hunting Mike and Liz upstairs while Reggie's fighting a graver in the basement.
0: Which I saw him, like, drill up through his armpit, and then I had to be like, what's in the armpit? So I started feeling my own armpit, being like, I guess that's like the rib cage and stuff. Like, I wouldn't feel good.
1: No, definitely not.
0: And that's a fucking weird place to get, like, injured.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was, uh, it was Halloween Kills, like, when I saw someone get stabbed through an armpit. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. a weird one.
0: Yeah, that's a different cool one.
1: But the Sphere's hunting Mike and Liz, and this one has, like, this weird laser scan going around the room, and has a laser gun, and it kills a rat with it, and they run away during that.
0: Yeah, where Mike's like, stay still, because it's laser and all around, and then luckily there's a rat to distract the sphere, and then Mike and Liz go running, and of course the sphere is like right behind them.
1: And our one-handed goon, though, gets to them right there, but the sphere is coming, at, like <laughs> after them, because they ran away from it, and it, at jet speed, like just plows into him like into his back and is sending him flying throughout this building through multiple doors and walls and everything
0: which is a cool shot of him just getting like pushed and propelled by the sphere and it's just drilling into his back it like gets inside of him and then drills upwards like you see it like go through his neck and it comes out his mouth because Mike like flips him over and it's like coming out of his mouth
1: it gets stuck in between his teeth, like that whole thing. Like if you put a light bulb in your mouth, you can't get it out. I guess it's yeah. like one of those scenarios.
0: That's funny. Yeah, I just love the, and it's just a cool scene of when they flip him over.
1: Yeah, but the basement fight continues, and now it's turned into a full-on chainsaw fight, and. Oh. <laughs> a- Look, it's a lot of like Reggie jumping on things and him sawing Reggie having to jump to something else. But it all culminates with Reggie chainsaws up the graver's dick. And he finally uses his quad barrel shotgun correctly against four dwarves as they come in right after this. And it's perfect because it just takes them all out at once. So now he can like notch on the side of his gun, the graver and the four dwarves.
0: And it's cool that, yeah, they all four, like, get thrown back at the same time. I love, too, where, like, Reggie has his like, chainsaw. And it's almost like Mandy of the villain comes out with a bigger chainsaw. And this reminds me, like, horror movies love chain, chainsaw fights so much. And they're so impractical. But I love them every time. I don't care.
1: Oh, yeah. I I know it's bullshit, but it's always fun to watch.
0: Oh, any time it's chainsaw versus chainsaw. It's like this, Motel Hell... Texas Chainsaw Two Mandy, like there's a million of them out there, and anytime you see someone do, like come up to someone else with a chainsaw to fight, it's like, oh fuck yeah, this is my wrestling. I'm just like, I know it's like wouldn't make sense in real life and whatnot, but it's like I'm here for this.
1: Deva yeah, it's great. I I can turn that part of my brain off. Like and just enjoy. Yeah. It. But Mike takes the sphere that's attached to a hand, and his logic is it won't attack him if it's still in the hand. And they're going to the keyhole. Which
0: makes sense because anytime any of these spheres go into a body, they just stop.
1: Yeah. You never seem really pull out and go anywhere else.
0: No, their, their pull-out game is weak.
1: I guess the tall man has to go retrieve them all the time?
0: Either that or there's just, that's why he goes through so many dead bodies is because they're like one use. It's like disposable spheres.
1: Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. But they use the spear key <laughs> and they get into the room and there's a ton of dwarf barrels there, two, four, five, trioxin, wrong movie. And the gate <laughs> to the tall man's world.
0: Yes. And you uh Reggie peers inside one of the barrels and you can see like the Jawa being made.
1: <laughs> yeah, like cooking. It. It's, it's like, like in meat. a slow cooker. It takes a while.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's in yeah, it's like uh marinated and whatnot if you're gonna want to let that sit for at least four or five hours before it falls off the bone
1: yes but of course the tall man shows up right here and the gate portal thing like starts sucking mike and reggie in and as, as the tall man grabs liz because he has to kill her for some reason but i love when like mike and reggie are being pulled in and Mike gets out first, and Reggie is like screaming. For, he's holding on for dear life as this creepy dwarf on the inside is like inching towards him, and it's hideous looking. And <laughs> Reggie is screaming, and it's like like inches from his face, and it's just it's something great, like purposely funny. I think this part right here is awesome.
0: Oh, it's great because they're in the other dimension and the one barrel breaks open and there's like the slimy Jawa crawling towards him, but it's naked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then he gets out and remember how I said they were trying to make Reggie Ash Williams? Yes. Because he goes, hey, suck on this and throws the <laughs> spear at the tall man.
0: Yeah, and I'm guessing the sphere just, like, if it gets taken out of skin, it just propels wherever it's pointed.
1: Yeah, and it does. It goes into him and drills into his head, but it doesn't kill the tall man because this, like, bug limb is the only way I can describe it comes out of the wound. It makes
0: no sense. Like, the tall man, like, crushes the sphere like it's an empty can of beer and, like, throws it aside and laughs at him. Yeah, then some weird, like bug looking thing with like pinchers on it comes out of his forehead and it's like waving all around it like scratches him and stuff
1: well remember the last movie movie. when they cut off his fingers it turned into a bug later on
0: yeah but they didn't cut anything off of him they they put a hole inside of him so i don't it almost reminds me of um and i think it's hellraiser 2 when Uh, The dude, the Palpatine-looking guy with the big thing on his head is, like, shooting, like, the worm things out of his fingers. Like, it looks almost like that, kind of.
1: Yeah, a little bit. I I can't really make much sense out of it.
0: It doesn't feel phantasm again.
1: But Liz uses the needle for, like, the embalming stuff on him that's just acid and puts it in him, and he just starts melting away And an awesome effect. I love you i know you love your melt scenes yes
0: well because earlier reggie dumped an entire thing of acid into the embalming fluid he's like yeah yes. let's see him make jawas out of this now well it's <laughs> great because like um i think one of them stabs the uh needle into the back one of them trips the tall man and then another one of them like flips on the uh pump, to like pump the embalming acid fluid into the tall man so it's like they all three get to have a roll which was pretty cool and then it is, it's a really cool melt scene of the tall man's just immediately like "Ah, ah," and he starts screaming and like all this uh, yellow fluids coming out of his neck at one point he looks over at his hand and all of his skin just like sloshes off, his
1: eyeballs explode it's really neat looking, they didn't like skip on holding on it like they show you everything you want to see with it
0: no i love it and real quick i want to mention um in phantasm three like another version of the tall man shows up through the portal and sees this version of the tall man's dead and like shakes his head disappointedly and like throws the dead body through the portal and it's like okay like like he's embarrassed by
1: like this fucking thing
0: it's like this it's like how there's like the dumb version of Rick and Rick and Morty that uh gets along with the dad. It's like and everyone yeah. makes fun of him. That was that version of the tall man. That's why Phantasm 2 doesn't feel very Phantasm.
1: But outside at this moment, Kemi shows back up with the hearse. We saw her hot wire in it earlier, and they all drive away celebrating. It's a really nice time. And they put up the little divider thing between the back of the front, Reggie and her in the front. They're about to do some freaky stuff while driving. Uh, Kemi tears part of her scalp off, and it's all bloody and everything, and then attacks Reggie, and the car stops. You see Reggie get thrown out, and Liz and Mike in the back are like, it's only a dream, it's only a dream. Then the tall man turns around, turns around where Kemi used to be and goes, no, it's not. And they're thrown out of the back, and then credits
0: Yeah, they're pulled through the window, like, Mike was pulled through the window, like, the, uh, gate window door thing of his, uh, room in the first one. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, like, that's it, then.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Dude, Phantasm doesn't know how to end movies at all. Like... Oh, no. I I think I gotta say, like, some of the worst endings, like, as far as what the
0: fuck happened. Well, it's great fodder for oh i wonder what happened in the next movie or even the fifth one which they're like angus scrim is extremely old at this point we're lucky we got him for this one maybe we end it now they're like no we're gonna do the most grandiose ending out of any of them and then that's gonna be it
1: yeah exactly but yeah that's phantasm too Uh, i have a i have a question because i made separate lists okay do we count reggie's family in Count of the Dead.
0: I mean, I would say... Pro- I mean, going by the rules that you've set up before, I would say no, because we never see them.
1: I didn't know, because we saw the explosion, and we saw the three caskets, so I didn't know if I should count that well, or not. Well, because I, I didn't up- even
0: know how many there were of them.
1: Yeah, there's three. We saw the three caskets.
0: Oh, no, it could go either way. Um, I know sometimes you allow people we don't see, but we never technically saw them alive.
1: Okay, I'll take them off. And then... Before we get into end of episode stuff, we have to discuss the chemi of it all. Okay. Was she a real human, do you think?
0: I, I don't think so. I think that was like an agent of the tall man. Scent. I
1: do too. I think she was a tall man projection the entire time.
0: Yeah, so I don't think that... I think she was dead from the very
1: beginning. Because, it remember Mike had the dream and he does have like psychic visions about this yeah. stuff. And he saw her... Someone who looked just like her on that funeral sub. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's her. Okay, good. And that's why her scalp falls out, because she's a rotting body. Right. Okay, good. We're in agreement there.
0: Well, given Phantasm... I mean, I know we're getting into the count of the dead! Ah, ah, ah. Um... Phantasm is so fucked up with their kills and whatnot, what counts and what doesn't, so I have no idea. <laughs> all
1: right, we'll, we'll get oh. into it. Though. We are eliminating four off then, so we didn't count the three family members and Kemi. So the Throwing Horror Count of the Dead's where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. You already got all your caveats for this movie. Where do you think we are at with Phantasm?
0: I Like I said, Phantasm's so. Phantasm weird. 2, the I'm phant- sorry.
1: Phantasm 2.
0: Phantasm 2. Uh, this entire series is so weird, and I have no idea. I'm just going to say six.
1: Oh, uh, you're so close.
0: Is it seven? It,
1: it is seven.
0: Damn it. Okay. Because I don't... This is like... I don't know, like... Because Reggie was dead at one point in the first one, but they shows back up at the end of the first one.
1: Like oh, if you, said, you remember, Mr. I counted no one in the first movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Zero! You get nothing! Good day, sir!
0: Good day, sir! (laughs) Well, very nice. That's great. Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Which I want to say bravo for having to do a Count of the Dead for a Phantasm movie, sir.
1: Dude, I have alternate takes on the side here. I'm like, (laughs) well, these ones count as this. If we add her, it's this and all these things. Phantasm (laughs) gets so confusing with it.
0: Oh, it really does. Um... But now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically I'll take something from the movie and I write the movie one through 10, one being the worst and 10 being the best. And I come up with that thing right now. I'm going to do road trips because at okay. this point in the series, it turns into a giant road trip movie. The first yes. one is like in Morningside the entire time from two to five. It's them traveling across the entire country looking for the tall man. Yeah. So I'm going to do a number one version of a road trip. The worst version of a road trip. Uh, I'm thinking it's like a family road trip and you're going to see like distant family members. You don't ever want to see, but like your summer vacations being taken up by this and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay. Like you're going to go into their spare room and lock yourself in there with your, like, ps3 for the entire trip and hope no one speaks to you all right um a number 10 version of a road trip the best version of a road trip is when anytime me and greg are going to a comic-con hell yeah anytime me and greg get to go do a road trip together to a con to a drive-in a concert, any of that shit. It's always an amazing time. Because we just talk about, it's basically the show, we're just not recording. We just talk about horror movies, podcasts, like, ideas for the
1: show. I I love it. It's fun. Most of our dumbest ideas have spawned from these trips for the show.
0: We're stuck in a car together for six hours this day, and we come up with some good stuff. Yes. Um, I'm gonna give Phantasm 2, which I said it lost some points because it's not the original Mike, and I like the original Mike. Um, it lost some points because it's trying to be Nightmare on Elm Street, and it lost some points because it doesn't. F- it's the least Phantasm-feeling movie out of any of the Phantasm movies. So I'm going to give this one a 6.5 out of 10. I still enjoy watching it, but this one I skip a good amount of time. I will watch 1, then 3, then 4.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely see doing that. I kind of, look, I, I know I'm in the real minority here, Brett. I kind of like Ravenger.
0: I like Ravenger too. I like Ravenger over this one, I would say. This is probably uh, my least favorite of the Phantasms.
1: I, 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 I don't know. I'd have to sit down and think about doing a ranking. But I know what you mean. I'm pretty close to you. I'm down a little bit. I went five road trips out of ten.
0: Okay, right there in the middle. I can Yeah, it's right
1: there. I can't. I'm not complaining about watching this movie. I won't watch this movie again for a very long time, but I will yeah. watch it again someday. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, exactly. I watch it every now and again, but this is my least watch one of the series. Like, if I were to do an off the top of my head ranking, I'm going to do one, three, four, five, two.
1: I forgot to mention at all in the episode, and it is worth mentioning. The soundtrack is phenomenal
0: oh, yeah, I love the Phantasm theme. It's awesome.
1: Which, <laughs> kind of mad at that Phantasm theme because we make little videos saying what's coming next, and for September, we use the Phantasm theme for the video, and what on our Instagram, like, your video has been blocked in 73 countries due to copyright yeah. claim. I'm like, Oh, thanks. And I did notice on the DVD, <laughs> or the Blu-ray when I put it in, you know, it always says, like, this picture and its soundtrack are copyrighted material. Yeah. For some reason, the and its soundtrack was very oh. large, and I'm like, well, now you're just oh. rubbing it in.
0: Yeah, it's like, and also, we're trying to promote your shit. Why are you copyright <laughs> blocking it? It's not like I'm just, like, saying, this is my song. I wrote this. If anything, <laughs> I'm doing, I'm giving you a free commercial.
1: well they're like well you did give us a five and a six and a half that's why
0: still you didn't know that at the time (laughs) all i ever do is talk up phantasm
1: (laughs) and by the way make sure you guys come back tomorrow because tomorrow is october 1st which kicks off through october we talked about it on our thing episode for a little bit but that means an episode every day all month long kicks off with Halloween three season of the witch. So that will literally be up tomorrow. If you're listening to this on release day.
0: Yes. If you're listening to this on the day it's released, get ready for 31 episodes in a row coming up next. Cause there's an episode every single day. We're covering an extremely wide variety of things. We're going black and white. We're going color. We're going uh, uh, covering from like the thirties to today. It's there. If you like horror, there's got to be something in there that you like, of course.
1: Yeah, I think we did good at making sure there was something for everybody in it.
0: There's a lot of the big mainstream stuff, and then Brett from Dimension Z got some of his picks in there, too. <laughs> uh,
1: I got you to turn around on some movies that before you told me you weren't so big on. Yes. I was very happy about that, which you'll see which ones those are when we get there.
0: We have special guests um, that are yes, going to be on certain episodes and whatnot, um, so there's going to yeah. be some three-parters.
1: A lot of the throbbing with horror mainstays show up quite a bit. Of course you get intern Corey. I don't know how many times we get intern Corey and he's yeah. he's here a lot. Uh, razor Rob's back. Brandon kicks it off. Uh, Troy. So yeah, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. Troy Howarth, our Italian horror expert makes an appearance. So yes. yeah, it'll be a fun month. So make sure you guys hang out with us. So
0: definitely. Yes. Please enjoy throbtober. Enjoy October in general. um, Make a watch list and send it to us. Send us your decoration. Send us anything. You'll hear at the end of the episode where to send that stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But Unless you got anything else, man.
1: No, I think that's all I got.
0: All right, well, I'll see everyone here tomorrow, and we hope that Phantasm Two has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, uh, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the throbbing with horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines.
1: Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.